Hey everyone, and welcome to the Vince Sanders Complete Fitness Podcast. These podcasts are all designed to help us understand each other a little better, come together as a community, and just spread a little bit more of the love. Um, in these episodes, we have various guests talking about different subjects that some of you may know about, some of you may not, but hopefully you all leave with a better understanding of them. Uh, if you enjoy them, please pass them on to your friends, and I look forward to any comments you'd like to leave. So let's get into today's episode. Hey everybody and welcome to today's podcast. So we've had the announcement there is a roadmap out of lockdown. There is a semblance of a plan. Um, Some people are happy, some people aren't. I think that was kind of always the way it was going to go really. Um, What I suppose part of this podcast today is about, it's going to follow up on another topic that I did the other day. Um, It's kind of going, you know what, whatever happens with this whatever you're happy or not happy with it's it's a, it's it gives hope to people and i think we need to focus on that rather than what bits of it you don't like you know why are we waiting for this long for this to happen why are we doing it like this why are we doing it like that at the end of the day and this is the only time i'll really um you know advocate for the side of our fearless leader is there was no way everybody was going to be happy with this if he goes too quick we screw everything up. If he goes too slow, people aren't going to last. It, it It's kind of, I mean, I suppose, let's get rid of this. There was no real middle ground, I suppose. Um, you, you know, you were damned if you're doing damned if you don't. So he just went with what he's got. But I tell you what, I went for a walk yesterday with my kids and Jesus, just the vibe in the air was different. As I spoke about on previous podcasts, we've been running out of hope for quite a little while. And that's dangerous. You know, we need hope. We need something that's going to, just anything, you know, just to give us that reason to to go and do anything, to start something. Like, we really needed that. And, you know, the announcement on Monday, if if you follow it on the internet, you would have heard around about the half three mark, if not, it was announced at seven o'clock, that, you know, we have some sort of plan. I mean, I, I personally cannot wait, wait for the schools to reopen. And... You know, I have I have clients that are teachers, or friends that are teachers, and I know that there's apprehension there. And I know that some people that don't have kids are like, oh, that's what caused a spike last time. It's like, well, it was kind of circumstantial, really, because there weren't actually that many cases. It was more of the fact that we were coming into winter. That was really more of the reason. Also, you know, my kids have suffered. You know, they haven't seen friends. They've Their education suffered, I can tell you that much. I'm not a great teacher, um, you know. I screwed up three times trying to explain a simple maths problem to my eldest the other day. Like, this is what I mean. It's like they need to go back into education because it's not, you know, I'm not great at it. You know, it's something that I can't completely give to them. And more importantly, they need to learn an environment they can escape from. This is the other biggest thing, you know, with education and work. And I think the other reason a lot of us working from home have had a real issue is that we haven't been able to escape. We haven't been able to get out of the place that we've been stuck doing the stressful things in. Now, for me, again, you know, I'm going to be that guy that's very lucky and says, you know, well, you know, it doesn't feel like work to me. You know, I love my job and stuff. And that's great because I do. But it is kind of annoying sat in front of a screen doing something and then going, ah, Still, still in the house, you know, being able to travel to a client's house properly, apart from the ones I actually do care work for, um, has been tough, you know, getting out and, and you know, luckily my other half's doing work with the vaccinations and stuff, but, you know, being sat at home doing work and then not escaping, it's not great for us. And for the kids, you know, we get stressed out doing teaching. I snap sometimes, they snap sometimes, but 
you're then stuck in the same place. All that tension and air stays there, which is why was, we, we tend to do a little bit in the morning, we'll go out for a walk and stuff. But it is tricky. And I think right now, there's there's not nobody's 100% happy with any part of this deal. They're not. Um, concerns were raised um, on both sides. And, you know, for, for me, travel was a really big thing. And I would like to be able to travel sooner. Um, we know we have a, a family holiday plan to go out and see family. And I want to know that I can do that. But at the same time, it's like, I'm, I'm not in a position to make those decisions. You know, there's there's always a consideration to go for. The pub side of things, people aren't happy about that, mainly because they maybe work in pubs or it's hard to see the logic and stuff. It's like, I get it, I really do. But right now, let's just focus on the stuff that we we you know we, we can control and is happening and that is giving us some hope to move forward and, and to go from there. Um, the other thing I wanted to pop up, because it was something I, I had a conversation with a client the other day and it's, it, well, I tell you what, as, as Tiger King was the, the go-to thing to watch at the beginning of the last lockdown, Married at First Sight Australia has been something that has gripped the nation. Um, sadly, I, I too have been involved in it and it's been a ride if you haven't watched it. Jesus. And I was talking to clients and stuff and we were like, you know, it's the same thing that pots everything. I don't know why my other half's attracted to me because you don't feel happy about yourself. We've all been there. We all, we all wonder, question why sometimes, like, what is it about me you find attractive? And when somebody can't give an answer, we sometimes take offense to that. And it's like, you know, what do you mean you can't tell me why that you why you're attracted to me? You can't tell me why you love me, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to change your mindset on that a little bit. I don't think we should know. I'll say it. I don't think we should know why our other half finds us attractive. More importantly, I don't think they should know why they find you or, you know, your other half attractive. Because if it becomes a physical attribute or a specific act that they do, it now becomes something you can notice if they don't do it anymore. Now, there are a lot of physical attributes and things they do that help you love that person, be attracted to that person, because it is, it is you know, it is more um, than just the physical side of things, you know, to, to be attracted to somebody is more than just physical. Um, the painting analogy works, you know, a painting has to look good for you to want to investigate more into it, but it has to have depth for you to buy it and hang it on your wall. You've got to look at the damn thing all the time. It's just no good. And lockdown did that with a lot of people. I think the trouble was is they spent too much time trying to figure out why they were together rather than just, you know, kind of going, look, okay, there's, you know, it, it's a wonderful mystery that I'm okay with because we had nothing else to do. We start picking at everything um, the other thing we figured out was is actually some people found out that their partners weren't actually who they thought they were and the only thing that they had interesting about them was the fact that they had a job or the, the, the lifestyle that they had and without that lifestyle they fell apart which is a shame you know nobody wants to see people break up but it did happen but on the positive side of things I think it should be a wonderful mystery that we never truly find out. because if you find out why you're attracted to somebody, you find out why you like that person you can then realize when they're not doing it. Now, it sounds a bit lardy-dar and all a bit airy-fairy, but I genuinely think the, the best relationships, the ones that are like, you know, when you ask them, oh, what is it about that person that you love the most? And they go, I don't know. I don't know, I just know that I do. I just know that everything about them, all the little things, there's not one big thing, it's loads of little things I can't quite put my finger on, 
but that's what you know captivates me about this person that's what makes me want to be with them and this is something i want to get everybody back into the habit of thinking like because lockdown took that away from us it was hard we had we overanalyzed everything we really did we overanalyzed what do i do with my life is this part of the person I want to be with? When they were stressed because they weren't sure what they were doing, you know, well, this is a new thing. I don't normally see this. Maybe they can't handle the pressure, etc., etc. We have been through a lot. More than we've ever really had to have been through in, in, in our age generation, you know. So anybody from the age of... I'm just going to be trying to not be too shitty with this. Okay, so let, let's go from the age of 40 onwards, Right? And there's a band of that. So, I mean, I'm 33 this year. So let's go. So anybody between the age of 40 and 30, we've had, we've, we've noticed harder times. You know, there's been a few financial crashes and stuff we've had to deal with in our lifetime as, as adults. But we've never really had to do anything this difficulty. And definitely anybody under the age of 30 has never had to deal with anything this tough. Really. Okay, maybe top end again, you know, margins and stuff. And we've had to question a lot. We really have had to question so many things about ourselves. We've had to watch so much heartache and destruction. As I said before, we have grieved collectively for the first time ever in our generation. That's what it was. There was a massive amount of grief going on in this lockdown. And I mean, it's, it's, gone, it's gone on for over a year, you know? Um, well, nearly a year, shall we say. The 23rd of March it would have been a whole year since we've lived with restrictions from one way to another. And it's really tested us. It absolutely has tested us. And it's been, for somebody who watches people and does stuff, it's been really fascinating to see some of the amazing stories of people getting through things, the resilience that people have shown, the ingenuity people have shown. And on the other side, it's been heartbreaking because you've noticed people really struggle when they've not been able to carry on doing the things they love doing and through no fault of their own. And... We all got a bit tired, fed up and emotional because for the first time ever, some of us have felt grief for the first time. And the trouble is we only assume grief is to do with the loss of a loved one. And for some of us, that was the case. You know, for some of us, it really was the case. And that is that is genuinely heartbreaking, which is why we did the Corona tapes with Sam, because so many people were being dismissive, saying, oh, no, everybody dies and stuff. It's like, yes, everybody does. But it doesn't take away the fact that people are dying. You know, um, it is tragic because there's no real reason for it other than there's a virus. It's not like, you know, there's somebody knocking on the door or it's, you know, somebody's dropped a bomb somewhere or something. So that's why we made those tapes up. And that was something that came out of this, you know, myself, I had to change everything around. I really did. Like the first, for the first time ever, I really embraced doing stuff online. And that was a big scary task for me because it's not something I'm overly comfortable with. It just happened to be something that needed to be done. And I've watched some great trainers really struggle. You know, they really have found it hard to come to terms with this new style of training. And like the gyms opening up is going to be a huge relief to them because they can actually go back and, and get back and doing what they're doing. And I think the biggest thing to move forward from this is to take those things that we've watched and we learned. You know, we actually all learned how to deal with grief for the first time for some of us. Some of us never had, haven't lost people before. And we actually lost people. But more important, we lost a way of living that we were so accustomed to that to lose it was actually like going through the stages of grief. First of all, we denied it. And we were like, you know, fuck it, it's only a virus. It's only this, it's only that. I was one of them. I didn't, it's not that I didn't think it was serious. I just was like, you know, this is just a bad flu. And then it wasn't until the fact that 
And it wasn't a death toll. It wasn't the fact that I caught it. I still don't think, as I've said, the lockdowns were the right way to go about it. I think we should have put measures in place just until we got under control about it. But then if you listen to the, the Corona Tapes podcast, it actually, through being overzealous in the beginning, was how the vaccine came out. And that's been massive. I mean, even just for science, it's been huge to know that we can now pre program mrna into a vaccine to give the body all the blueprints it needs without a fever response to try and deal with it is pretty damn epic and it's going to lead to some really cool things moving forward and curing things that you know once before were doing massive damage to the human race but you know but then the other thing is is it scares a lot of people there's been a lot of fear going on at the moment and that's another part of the grief process you know we get scared we get angry we shout we question things and then acceptance comes right at the end and some of us haven't accepted it all yet but that's okay. We don't need for them to accept it just yet. You know, grief takes as long as it takes. And this is something that will come up in other episodes and stuff on these is that grief is timeless. It really is timeless. And for somebody to turn and say, well, you should be over that by now. Pfft. No, absolutely not. You, you cannot turn around and say to somebody that, you know, You've, you've grieved enough. I think this is about time that you moved on from the loss of this. You may have had the perfect business. You may have had a business and a job that you loved and you can't do that anymore. That's devastating. You may have lost loved ones that were relatively fit and healthy beforehand, no real issues, that would have lived you know, absolutely fine if they hadn't caught the coronavirus. That is devastating. You may have had a job that you love that can't run anymore. You may have had family that you've not seen and now become estranged with, friends that you become estranged with because you know, you've spent so much time apart. All of these things are so compounding and it's really hard to get a grip on it. It's not easy to you know, make sense of all of this sometimes because it wasn't like there was a real rhyme or reason or structure to it. This thing just appeared out of nowhere, got loads of people sick, loads of people died, sometimes quite rapidly, and we're still trying to figure it out. We're not sure how this happened. Now, obviously, depending on your sensibilities will depend on how you see it happening. Some people are like, you know, this is ridiculous because everybody went out and did things. It turns out actually just all turning up on the beach that day when everybody went fucking loopy about it didn't create many spikes anyway because it was a blazing hot day. And we know that coronavirus and stuff and most winter bugs don't do well in the summertime which is why we don't get them in the summer and you know okay maybe the getting drunk and fighting one another was a dumbass thing to do but you know we, we do that shit anyway so the, it's been a massive blame back and forth game we've all been grieving for a long time sometimes for the longest period of time and some people will grieve long afterwards you know when everybody else is starting to get their lives back on track some people won't and that's the other thing going forward now that i want to kind of kind of kind of pre-warn people that nobody not everybody's going to bounce out of this like you know straight out the gate like a like a horse on a track you know some people are chomping at the bit some people are ready some people are like oh god get those schools open me some people are like mate get those gyms open in april some people are like i just want to go and see my family on the 29th of march where i know i can turn up at the house and just not, it not be a problem that may be enough for some people. Some people are like, I need to get out of this country. I need to wait till June. We've got to be just a bit aware. I think right now you've got to repair yourself. You do have to repair yourself. There is a bit of selfishness here. There is a bit of, um, you know, that, that whole everyone for themselves, but not quite to the point where we're dismissing everybody else's process. And 
People are going to come out of this at different speeds. Some people are going to come out of this. The only thing they needed was the kids to go back to school. Job done. Some people just want to go see their family. Some people just need to get back in the gym. Some people just need to be able to go around um, a friend's house and have a beer. Some people just want to be able to travel across the country to go see family. Some people want to be able to travel outside of the country to go see family. But these things are going to take time, you know, and that's if all things are going well. So there is a bit of diligence on our part, you know, everyone go fucking rushing around and stuff. But the key thing here is that if somebody doesn't seem like they're having a great time of it, it's not to then go, well, come on, restrictions are up. We can go do stuff now because it may not be just where they want to be yet. It's going to be a staggered process. And the aftermath of this is going to be ongoing well after that last restriction's gone. It will be because we still have to pick up the pieces and it doesn't worry me as such, but I just know it, you know, nothing surprises me anymore, shall we say. I've helped people through enough shit to, to sort of not be bothered by, well, I'm not saying not be bothered, but not be surprised by most things anymore. There's going to be a massive shift, okay? We still need to hold people accountable for the shit that they did, i.e. the government and their piss-poor handling of things through some of this. Some of it, they... they could be praised on and saying that you know what this is we could be one of the first countries to come out of this because we've done the vaccines right and stuff but it's just just be a bit self-aware like you don't have to change how you intend to come out of this because you have your process you have your griefs you have your you know insert issues or happinesses here with the, with the process that's coming on the key thing is, though, is to not be dismissive of somebody else's issues. Now, if somebody's really happy because all they wanted was their kids to go back to school because both parties have come to the end of the line with it, really. I mean, my kids are ready to go back to school and see their friends. They need to learn properly. They really do. And it has worried me now. But also the cool thing is that I've found out things about my kids that I can bring to the teachers because you're under the spotlight with them all the time. So there's stuff that I can go and do to help them. But for some people... They may not be comfortable yet. You know, the schools themselves, actually, funny enough, have said, like, it's all one good saying that they said we can open, but whether we will or not is another story. So that's something we're going to have to deal with. But, you know, for some people, they're not comfortable with that. And that's fine. That's okay that they're not comfortable. They're still not sure. They're still worried. There's still things that they want answered. And, and this is the trouble, isn't it? Because the roadmap is a middle-of-the-road kind of thing look some people on one side aren't gonna be happy some people on the other side aren't gonna be happy but for the most part we can you know find some middle ground to move forward with that's you know where we're at right now and, and if you're on the fringes of that middle road there's always going to be something that's either not moving fast enough or moving too quick for you and that's okay you know we need to understand that these people are also part of our society part of the main thing moving forward because at the moment we've gotten so centered in the biggest thing a lot of people are worried about is we've got to go back into the big wide world again for some people they haven't done it some people they haven't you know they've been sort of okay being introvert and you know that was another thing that i'd noticed with a lot of people from a mental health perspective is i don't think people realized how introverted they were until they got the opportunity to be really really introverted so you know most people stave off introversy that's the word i'm looking for via work they have to get up and go to work they have to interact with people at work there's a social event that they they, they kind of they, they could give or they could hit or miss but because there's maybe a few people they know that are going there that they'll turn up and do it well that's all been taken away to a degree 
you know, you work from home now. You don't necessarily have to interact with work colleagues. There is no social events to go to. And some people actually became really okay with that. And to then go, shit, I've got to go back to work. If that's, the, you know, a lot of companies, and this is the other big thing as well, some people may not go back to work. A lot of companies realize that they saved a lot of money from getting people to work remotely at home. And that was so funny because that was such a thing that was, <laughs> everybody was, people won't work from home, they'll get lazy and get distracted. Mm, you'd be surprised when you get paid for the work that you're doing. What you may find is people become more productive. If they just have tasks they have to do, they'll get everything done in four hours, rest of the day is up to them. But a lot of companies now realize that Maybe offices aren't the, the space for things anymore. If you can set up an office from home. A lot of people are in two minds about it. I have a few clients that are like, part of me is like, yes, okay, the commute is an asshole, but it actually gets me out of the house. It's quite nice to not have to be sat in the house all the time. I can get out and go in and just have a change of scene. I can escape after I'm done. Again, it's that whole thing. With school, if you have a shitty day at school, you can come home. You don't have to worry about it anymore. If you... Have a bad day at work. You can go home. You can leave it in the workspace. Yeah, if you work from home and you've had a shitty day at work because you're dealing with customers and crap and management and stuff and you just go from the bedroom to the living room, it can be a bit difficult. Some people want to stay at home. Some people can't wait to get back into work. I did a Facebook, uh, Instagram Q&A thing last night saying what we're looking forward to the most. And some people are like, I want to get back into work. I'm sick and tired of working from home. I'm sick and tired of being on furlough. This, this is the thing, like there's a, so much changing and everybody's stance has changed. You know, the people, we are not the people we went into this lockdown as. We're not, we're new. We really are new. We've discovered things about ourselves that some that we might be happy with, some things we're not happy with. Some things we've really realized that these are things that leave us exposed, that we didn't realize, that you know we weren't really equipped to do it. Like, holy crap, I didn't realize I dealt with this this badly, or actually I'm stronger than I thought I was because of this. And when you move back into that society again, these strengths are gonna come with you, and so are these weaknesses. And we all have to just be aware of that, because I, I've done this in a video before, um, mainly for mental health, and as, and as I did with the relationships um, one last week, which is kind of where some of this revolves into, especially in the whole, like, I don't know why my other half's attracted to me. It's like, you don't need to know. Um, the world, if your world changes, it's not just your world that changes. Everybody else's has to change as well to match this new person you are. And some people will and some people won't. So if you come in feeling a little bit fragile and you realize there's some things that you want to change, some weaknesses that you need to plug up or whatever, you are going to behave differently. So the people that you, you know, may or may have not been around because you've been furloughed or because, you know, working from home, it's, it's different interactions and stuff. You're now a new person. They have to, they now have to adjust to you as much as you have to adjust to them. If you've come in with more confidence now, you're not going to put up with some crap. You're not going to deal with the things that you used to deal with. I have to deal with that as well. There's so much change and adaptation coming that I don't know whether we are completely prepared for how different people may actually be coming back. And it is gonna take a little bit of time. So if you're on the one hand, realize that the people you're gonna go back to work with were not the people that you left during the first lockdown if you have been furloughed for the entire time, especially this, second, this third lockdown. This third lockdown was rough, people. 
It was so hard because it was in the winter, it was crap. We were kind of hoping we wouldn't have to go into one again. Christmas got fucked with. It was really hard for all of us to try to do it. And this is the one that really exposed a lot for people. So even if you managed to get back together for a bit during that point where the restrictions were lifted to a degree, this time around it's gonna be really different. So you are gonna to have to realize that the people that you're coming back to are not the same. You are gonna to have to adjust your whole entire approach to these people. Everybody who else is on the flip side of that has to realize that again, you are not the person that left during the lockdown that was your last real interaction. Everyone changes it, we change a little bit every time. You're not that person anymore. So people have to learn how to react to you differently and you've got to give them time to react to the new you because you don't even know how you're gonna react yet. You don't know how this new you is gonna integrate into things. And tying this into the relationships one from last week, and it's another big thing that I want, uh, I think everybody needs to understand this anyway, because it kind of works in relationships, work and whatever. You are the only person who sees you as you do. So if you look in a mirror, you're the only person who sees that reflection. Nobody else does. Even physically, because you have a preconceived idea of who you are. Now that, that can change throughout, that, that's not to say that it won't, but you have a preconceived idea of what you look like, how you sound and who you are, which is why if you hear yourself on uh, video or an audio recording, which was really hard for me in the beginning because, just for a little bit of science for you, because your vocal cords are inside your head basically, well they're in your throat, but it verberates up inside your head, your voice sounds deeper to you than it does when it's received on camera because obviously it's being projected outwards. So, you know, that's a little bit of thing for you. But, you know, you, you won't see me how I see me. I won't see you how you see you. And there's a wonderful thing with that because the things that you see, you know, and this, again, for the relationship point of view, you know, I don't know why they find me attractive or whatever. It's like, that's not for you to know. You will never understand why this person finds you attractive because you cannot see what they see. And you never will. And nor is it, it's not your job to see what they see. Your job is to kind of trust that that is what they see because it's it's no different than anything else. So the, the way I look at my other half is completely different how she looks at herself. You know I mean, I, you know, she, she, she captivates me. She really does. And she looks at me like I'm a weirdo when I tell her that. Yeah, at the same time, I look at myself and think, Jesus Christ, what is she doing with somebody like me? Like we're completely mismatched. Yet she's been with me for 10 years. Clearly the cooking's good. I don't know. But th this is the thing. It's like, if you spend your time trying to figure out what that person, you're, you're trying to imprint your own version of yourself onto somebody else and that's never gonna work. It works in relationship. It also works again in the workplace. Now you may come back feeling quite vulnerable. You may come back feeling apprehensive, cautious. You may come back feeling goddamn confident and loving life. Now, you've seen a different side to yourself. The confidence side of things can be quite cool, but it may intimidate people. You've never been intimidating before. Yet you come in thinking, no, I'm just real confident now. You know, I, I know that I can do what I'm doing, yet these other people have never seen that side of you before. So they've got to adjust again, this whole adjustment thing. You may come in feeling very vulnerable and a bit shy and a bit raw, yet actually that to some people has been really refreshing because they can actually see that that you, you almost appear a bit more human to, not that you weren't human before, but you know, there's a real vulnerability that actually 
some people like to see. And that doesn't mean it's, oh, great, they're vulnerable, they're weak. It's like, wow, you know, I, I thought I was the only one. This is the biggest shakeup we've had ever, really, you know, in, in my lifetime. It's pushed me as a father, it's pushed me as a, pe- a partner, it's pushed me as a business owner, it's pushed me as a son, you know, to and a grandson and stuff. You know, I've had, you know, family worrying about me because they're like, you know, are you handling anything? And the question is sometimes all we've been able to say is like, yeah, I'm bearing up, it's all we can do. It is what it is. But now we're <laughs> being released back into the wild, as it were. Um, it'll be an Attenborough documentary and us all soon. And it's just about being optimistically cautious, I think. We we could go running out the gate, and some people will. Some people are just going to go, whoo, see ya, bang, out in the first instance. And it's going to be great, and their mood's going to lift. And that's great. Let them bring the mood up, because fuck knows we need it. Other people are going to come out with caution. They're good too, because we need to be ground a little bit in our approach coming out. But I think... It's, it's just knowing that whatever speed you're coming out as is absolutely fine. Whatever you're feeling coming out is absolutely fine. Whatever speed everybody else is going out at is fine. And the emotions that everybody else is feeling is fine. We've never agreed on everything at all in this entire lockdown. We probably never will. The key is, is now that we have a means of hope and to move out and at each point there's going to be more people getting the things that they want, that we can move forward with a bit of harmony and go, you know what, it's okay that nobody agrees with this because we're all moving in the same direction. And that's the key thing because beforehand with the lockdown, no, you know, as the analogy was, we're all in the same boat. We weren't all in the same boat. We were all in the same sea. Some of us had better boats than others. Some of us had, you know, a relatively easy ride. Some of us were in a little rubber dinghy flapping about. Some of us were on a piece of wood floating and other of us were drowning. Some of us were in a yacht. Some of us didn't even notice it was locked down. It didn't make a damn bit of difference to them. The key is, is that we're all heading towards the shore now. We're no longer in the sea. Land is in sight. We're moving forward. And then from there, what we can actually do is start rebuilding better making sure that the mistakes that have happened have been held accountable to and using that knowledge to move forward and build something pretty damn epic. Um, on, on a note, so getting these podcasts up on has been quite cool. Having a space to do it's been quite cool. They've actually really helped me out and knowing that you guys have kind of taken the time to listen and actually get something from this. It's been pretty awesome. So, you know, as always, thank you so much for listening to this. This is my little, you know, now that some hope's in sight, Thanks for doing it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for giving me reasons to come and do these things. Because otherwise, that's you know why I haven't done them as consistently in the past is because I didn't think anybody really wanted to listen to me talk. But knowing that you guys do and that you actually helps you more than anything is really important to me. So always, if there's anything you want me to talk about, there are a few things that people have said, but they require a little bit more research because they're quite heavy and I don't want to give somebody wrong information. But yeah, and, and if anybody wants to come on, you know, I'm always happy to talk to anybody. You know, if you've got an internet connection and a set of headphones, we can do this. You know, soon it'll be a case that I can even turn up to your house and we can record it, which would be pretty damn epic because I cannot wait for that. But let's keep it going. Conversations are good. It helps people get through stuff and I'd love to talk to all of you. So on that note, thank you ever so much for, for supporting me through all this. The end is in sight. Let's go out and let's keep the vibe high. Speak to you soon, guys.
And that's the end of today's podcast. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments, good or bad, we'd love to hear from you because it always helps us improve or to keep doing what you enjoy hearing. We will be back soon with another episode, so stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe so you know where it is, and we'll speak to you all soon. Bye.